0: For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement
1: offer. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for
2: details. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready?
1: Let's get it on!
3: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day. Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, three Eastern. Sunday, three Pacific, six Eastern. Well, it's a new year today. It's finally 2021. Thank God. So far, no better than 2020. But at least we can look forward to, maybe not, an absolutely horrific year. Got the Twitch chat going here, I think. Now it seems to be working. So, here we are, off and running we got a very special show here today. It is the first show of the new year, and it's going to be your opportunity to give your feedback on everything. The last week, the last year, whatever's on your mind. I'm going to put up the phone calls in the final segment of the show here. Lance Storm is joining us here today. Mike has got the day off, and so Lance is going to be joining us not only for this show, but if you're a subscriber at WrestlingObserver.com, Lance and I are apparently doing our normal show later this afternoon as well. So we're going to get double the Lance. This guy is going to figure out what it means to do multiple shows every day. What a way to kick off the new year. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, if you want to text us here at the beginning of the show, we got some news. Not a ton of news because it's a holiday here. But if you'd like to text us, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. Brian, at WrestlingObserver.com, at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. We do have news on a title change on New Year's Eve. We have a new WWE 24-7 champion, which actually wasn't even the most noteworthy thing to me, but we'll get to that in a minute. We have a couple of additions to the lineup for today's edition of SmackDown, which should do a good number, although if you're expecting it to do another 3 million viewers, I suspect that you uh, think again. Impact Wrestling Nodes, GCW doing a telethon coming up in late January, and a lot of other news as well. So plenty to get into today. Once again, if you'd like to, text us 425 7566 Back in a moment with Lance, Wrestling Observer Live.
4: That time of year again, when you never know what the weather will bring. O'Reilly Auto Parts has everything you'll need to be prepared. Right now, save $10 on two Trico Titan wiper blades. Plus, we'll even install them for free. Experienced improved visibility in all weather conditions with long-life wiper blades from O'Reilly
2: Auto Parts.
1: Oh, 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 O'Reilly
0: Auto Parts.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live.
3: Man, what a way to kick off 2020. I have no idea what's going on with Twitch, everybody. I don't think this is on our end. But we can't connect to chat here, so I don't know what's going on with the Twitch homies or if we even have any. It says we have 379, but I think they can watch. I don't know if they can hear. seems they can't chat. I don't know what's going on. But if we get it fixed, I'll I'll alert you, everyone. Sorry about that here today. And uh Lance appears to be, uh seems like you found a green tunnel that you're doing the show in here today. What's going on?
5: Yeah, just it's my first time ever doing two shows on the same day, so I'm a greenhorn. So I decided to... Uh, I see. Yes.
3: I see. We were supposed to have the Manser on yesterday, but I guess the Lancer will be okay.
5: We'll make do. It's New Year's. It's 2021, so things can't get any worse, right?
3: Tell me about 2020, Lance. Was this the worst year ever or what?
5: I certainly hope so. it's, It's just so baffling that it feels like COVID was the entire year, and then I have to remind myself that, like, Edge's return at the Royal Rumble in front of how many thousands of fans and how great that was. It's like the year started so fantastic. Like, I even got to be a part of... You know, the, the booking team that put the Royal Rumble together. I was one of the many, uh, producers that did the Rumble match and was a part of Edge's big return and how great it was to, uh, you know, the, the thing with Drew setting up WrestleMania. It was like everything was just going so perfect. And then uh, 2020 or 2020 hit like a wall and just everything went downhill from there. Wow. I'm
3: trying to figure out what's going on here. It looks like, uh, yeah, I'm on the uh, Impact Wrestling Twitch right now, and that's not connecting to the chat either, so it's definitely not my fault this time. Finally!
5: Finally, that's what I want this year. Everything to go wrong, but it's actually not my fault. I'd rather nothing go wrong and it be nobody's fault, but that's just me. Optimistic this year. All right, so here's the deal. So,
3: a new 24-7 champion crowned on New Year's Eve. On TikTok's New Year's Eve party live stream. Video aired of Angel Garza rolling up truth to win the 24-7 title. Video of this is on our front page if you just got to see this. So the the Lothario
5: was not on a date on New Year's Eve? He was out chasing the 24-7?
3: Funny you should mention that, Lance. The video begins with, of all things, the completely random, unadvertised return of Lana. She's just there and... Our Lothario here, Angel Garza, is, I guess, trying to hit on her. I watch it with the sound off, so. Lana's there, the New Day's there, and then, boom, our truth rolls up. uh. Anyway, so that's that, so, wow. Angel sure. Garza's 24-7 champion. Second year in a row, they've done a title change on New Year's, so there you go.
5: And the Lothario Update, Wikipedia. Conti- continues to have no luck with women. Poor yeah, dad.
3: yeah. I just couldn't believe that Lana was there, like... They did that big storyline. Then they injured her. She never shows up at the pay-per-view. She never shows up on Raw. Like we don't know anything about her status. And then here she is, just totally randomly on TikTok, on was a video that was she
5: healthy? Because I saw like an Instagram post that she had like the big boot on her leg and her arm in a sling. Like was she beat up and selling, or is I she mean, fine?
3: She looked totally fine here. She's in her gown and. Maybe I need to watch it again. I don't know, or like, maybe not. Yeah, it doesn't matter that much, everybody. But anyway, WWE has announced a couple of additions to the lineup for the New Year's Day episode of SmackDown. WWE hyping that Roman Reigns has quote made a special request of WWE management ahead of this week's SmackDown. Guess we'll see what that means. After Roman Reigns retained his Universal Championship, sources have now informed WWE.com that the head of the table. Has made a specific special request, but the specifics have not been disclosed. So headlining SmackDown tonight, everybody, is a special request from Roman Reigns. We also have Sasha and Bianca versus Bailey and Carmella. It's coming off the four way last week. Biggie will face Baron Corbin. Gotta get that title rain off to a bang. And well, it
5: does seem to be their go-to. When they want someone to be universally cheered and, and over as a babyface, they put him with Baron. That's true,
3: Lance, but the problem is we're in a Thunderdome where you just tell everybody what to do. So <laughs> like, do it. Yeah, you could put him up against The Rock and tell those fans to cheer Big E if you wanted to. I'm just happy. I will say this. I'm happy that they're doing this match, and so my presumption is it's a one and done and Big E can move on because the last thing this guy needs... After winning the title is a feud with Baron Corbin. So that's a spectacular. Or, or, or a
5: dodgy finish, uh, in his first title defense. Uh, that's or first also match true. after winning. Yeah. He, he needs to, uh, in my opinion, be on a clean win streak for a while. I'm a big Big E fan. And I, I think let's start off 2021 with some happiness. And I think Big E on a win streak with a championship would make everyone happy. So let's go with that. Well, we're going to jump into the emails
3: today because there's no chat, so obviously if you want to talk to us here today, email or text is going to be your best bet. This person says, Didn't Angel Garza squash Drew Gulak this week to start his new three-week push? Looks like they need new geeks to run after the 24-7 title since the Loose House Party is now in NXT. Do they realize how talented Garza is? Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. Hopefully he gets longer than a,
5: a three-week push. Did you watch... NXT this week, Lance? Nah. No, I did not. I'm, I'm not a regular NXT watcher. It's, it's not convenient to watch when you're in Canada. We get a one hour edited version on Fridays, so it hasn't even aired yet up here. So it's, it's not conducive to a Canadian audience.
3: Now, how does the, it's been a long time since I asked you about this, and I, I'm not a Canuck. How does the WWE network work up there? I mean, do you now have the normal WWE network on
5: like a tablet, or is it still the channel? What is it? Well, it's both. You have to be a cable subscriber and you subscribe through your cable company. And then the live feed is in fact a channel on your, your TV. So if you want to watch the pay per views or whatever's on the live TV, you just turn on with me. It's like channel 948 or something and you get the live feed on your TV, but you can sign in. There's a two stage process. You have to sign into your, you know, your WWE account account, and then you have to sign in through your cable provider information. So it's a double sign in on your tablet, your phone, any device you want. And then you can access all of the, um, archive content. Now I gotta say, so I've
3: had people that, that don't engage in the Twitch chat that are like, I don't get it. You just sit there and you talk to people. Like, why? Just watch the show or whatever. I'm pretty lonely right now. I'm missing something without this Twitch chat. Where's all the Twitch homies today? Now I understand. They're they're hungover with Mike. Well, I I mean, I've I've been alerted here. The lack of chat is a Twitch problem. It's every channel. I never realized until it was gone how much I miss all these these homies and
5: jabronis in my Twitch chat here. Well, much like I think wrestling fans did or wrestlers didn't realize how much we would miss wrestling fans if they weren't there Mm -hmm. until they weren't. That's true. uh, Yeah, that's... Again, let's hope by the end of 2021, things can be back to at least somewhat normal. Although I think WWE is getting spoiled with being able to control their audience so well. Yeah, what's going to happen when like, they're all excited to bring fans back, and then you're going to bring them back, and they're just going to go into business for themselves again? What are they going to do? That was a big thing watching Monday. It's like I firmly believe that had there been a live audience, the crowd would have been chanting for Randy to do it. When he had the match and, and Alexa Bliss was pouring the gas over her head. I think there's a large portion of fans that would have been chanting like, light her up, light her up. And I don't think that's what the, uh, the office would have liked. I gotta say that I, I miss my, uh, my friends in
3: Twitch so much. You know what I'm gonna do in this next segment? I'm gonna open up the phone lines early. So okay. Lance, it's gonna be open line Fridays for the rest of the show. Hopefully people are listening and, and they can call in and, Let us know what's on their mind, but don't call in with anything stupid. Tell us about the year or what you're looking forward to. No predictions yet. I think the prediction show is actually going to probably be on Monday. I was going to start on Sunday, but Sunday in terms of, of listenership, it's big on Sirius Satellite Radio and everywhere else, but online, not as big. I want to give as many people as possible the opportunity. So I think Monday is going to be the, the day for the show. So stick around. Open up them phone lines, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live. Run!
1: 800 754 that's 800 754
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here. Wrestling Observer Live. Lance Storm joining us here today. And what we're going to do is we're going to open up these phone lines here in a bit. Talk to you. Give you an opportunity to talk to Lance. Normally we do these uh, Q and A's. Can I get this thing going here? Anything is anything going to work today? All right. Normally we uh do a live Q&A once a month. But hey, now's your chance to do it for free. Ask some questions for Lance. You can text them to me, email them, or you can call. We're going to go to our first caller here in a moment. I think you all know who this is. But this person here sends a text and says, I'm a Twitch homie. Let's chat here. What happened to Lars Sullivan? Dude, your guess is as good as mine. He literally, we joke about three weeks, he literally got it three weeks and then he vanished. Like he showed up, he squashed some dudes, and then they had like a week of, remember he was doing those interviews and he was just like breathing really heavy? apparently
5: Vince doesn't like breathing. (laughs) That was it for him for a while. It's an involuntary response. Yes. You
3: You need to control your breathing. Turn to be involuntary. Well, let's do it. What the heck? (laughs) Ryan, you're on the air. Going on. Questions about the uh, current WWE roster for Lance. Uh, brian's Lawton said this is the greatest roster of all time. Why do you think that is? Because I don't think it's based on their primitive skills. Basically. Oh, good question, Ryan. I know. I know Lance is going to argue this.
5: Yeah, I don't agree that this that the wb has the deepest talent roster it ever has. I think the the post invasion talent roster, when it you know you had Rock and Austin and Taker, and Jericho, and Benoit, and Booker T, and myself, and Edge and Christian, the Dudleys, you know, to name just a few. I think that was the deepest roster, because, again, I think the Attitude Era of WWE, when the height of the Monday Night Wars was on, I think WWE had a very deep roster, and I think WCW had a very deep roster. Now, only, what, half or so of the WCW roster came over, but I think star power as well as talented workers, uh, I think that era was a deeper one, especially in star power because you had, um, again, bigger audiences, I think more star than brand driven product at the time. So I think that 2001, 2002, again, Kurt Angle is another one, Triple H, you know, the, the talent, uh, at that point, again, Eddie Guerrero would have been there as well then. I think that era is the deepest WWE talent roster. Hmm. Well, I won't argue too much. But, I mean, without question, the star
3: power in that era was like a 100 times bigger than it is now. But I figure that if you took everybody that they had, if you take everybody on Raw, if you took everybody on SmackDown, if you took everybody at NXT, if you took everybody in NXT UK... And you like use all of these people to the best of their abilities. I mean, I can't even
5: imagine what this, this company could do. Well, you can't but we're possibly not there. use, you can't possibly use that many bodies to the, the best of their abilities. Well, not all abilities. at the same time, but like you could rotate
3: them, like bring Valter in for three months or whatever and use somebody here and get this person, put the Miz back on NXT or on NXT UK for a while and if somebody else come up and win money in the bank. I mean, if you could use, utilize everybody in some form or fashion over the course of like, Three years rotating in and out or whatever. I do think rotating,
5: I do think rotating in and out would be phenomenal. That if you, again, used everybody nine months out of the year and there was a two or three month down period so that when you did, I think the really key point is it makes wins and losses matter more that if you built Kevin Owens up for six months and he did have the big feud with Roman Reigns and Roman won, that's when I would have Kevin Owens disappear for a couple of months because you don't want the... If he loses, he's got to go down, but you don't want to ruin Kevin Owens' star power so you could have him disappear and then bring him back and he's fresh and exciting. Everybody pops because, oh man, Kevin Owens is back. I I think rotating guys in and out would be better because that, to me, again, was the highlight of whether it be the Monday Night Wars or even earlier than that when, you know, when Flair came to WWF, it was a big deal and he did his run, but when they were done with him as the champ, they were going to move him down the card, and he just went back to WCW. And I think rotating people in and out keeps things fresh, and I think that was the key to NXT before going to USA is guys did their push, they got the title, then they left. And I think that's what kept NXT fresh.
3: I hesitate to even answer this question because I just see this being something stupid on the Internet. But <laughs> Brian, what are your thoughts on Legends Night? Why is Mickie James a legend? I thought she was still on the active roster. Well... Let me make this abundantly clear. I don't know. I don't have any inside information. But as a fan, it certainly sounds to me like they've retired Mickey James. Otherwise, why would she be listed as a legend? A legend is somebody that is signed in some way to WWE, but is not on the active roster. So, however that be, whether it's a legends contract or... You know, they're still under a, a three year deal, but they're not going to use them as a wrestler anymore. I don't know. I mean, there was that one match. I thought she looked really good, but then whatever happened happened and the ref thought that she was knocked out or whatever. And they did the weird finish. And that was like, I think the last we ever saw of her. And maybe they just figured, ha, ah, injury pro now. I'll get <laughs> her out of here. I mean, even,
5: even though she wasn't injured.
3: Yeah. Even though she <laughs> wasn't hurt. I, I, dude, I don't know what's going on. You're asking me to think for these people, but calling her a legend sounds to me. Like she's no
5: longer on the active roster. Now it could also be, cause isn't Trish coming back for this thing too? I don't know, I think. If, if, if Trish is one of them, it's like they might have come up with an idea because the Trish and Mickey feud was such a big legendary, let's use the word, you know, program that maybe they thought of doing something with Mickey and Trish and just labeled her as a legend this week. It's not like, uh, she can't be back on the roster next week, but, uh, you know, she's a throwback to the, I guess, post-Attitude uh, era, post-Invasion run. But she was what? I worked with her in OVW. So she was like 2005. I think that's probably in their minds legends territory.
3: All right, let's go to uh, Knoxville. here on the air. What's going on?
0: What's up, buddies? Uh, I had a question for Lance. I know you've been up and down the road a few times. I was curious if you ever crossed paths with or had any stories about the gambler.
3: Oh, God. Do we have to have a stupid gambler question every time? I hope you're disgusted with yourself, caller. I know your mayor of you, know, you had Lance Storm here on the air. You could ask him any question. You had to do the goofy gambler bit. You're mm-hmm. dropped. The you know mayor what? of
5: Knoxville is very disappointed in him.
3: Yeah, you know what I'm going to do? He's been banned. Sorry, buddy. Maybe you can try again. on an. If I can ever figure out how to unban you, which I don't know how to do, so. One down in 2021. If you want to give us a call here today, I'm going to give you the phone number, everybody. You ready for this? i got to actually check because I've I've got so many different phone numbers over the years. I don't want to do the wrong one. 844-913-2727. 844-913-2727. It's a new year. Twitch chat's down. No mods, so I'm the mod. My finger, my trigger finger is on the ban hammer. So don't do it here today. Let's see what else we've got, everybody. This person here says, I want to know if Lance truly lived the gimmick and went to bed before midnight.
5: He does, actually. Well, I, I do generally now. I never did on the road. <laughs> We're always driving places and making towns. You know, Raw ended at 11. It's hard to get to bed by midnight. So I I, cert- I didn't go out and party. Uh, I, I certainly didn't do that. So I lived that gimmick. But... I don't think I ever got to bed before midnight when I was on the road. You know, a lot of times you're not even getting to your hotel till 2 or 3 a.m. This person here says, Lance, I thought your storyline in 2003 with Gold
3: Dust was funny. How come it didn't really go anywhere?
5: Yeah, well, it's like many things in WWE. Sometimes they don't go anywhere. Um, yeah, there was, it was when they first put me with him, it was going to be. If it gets over and people find it funny, we'll turn you babyface and you can do the, you know, the run with gold dust. And if it doesn't really seem to be going anywhere, you can turn heel on and we'll make you a heel again. And I'm like, okay. And then it got sidetracked. And I think I've told the story before that, again, originally, you know, it, it got sidetracked at the Survivor Series that year because I was going to be on Team Austin to fight Team Bischoff when Jericho was the captain of the other side. And I was going to be Austin's last pick because, again, my whole storyline and angle started with Steve Austin. But Shawn Michaels was supposed to do a singles match with Orton or RVD. I don't remember which one. I think RVD on that pay-per-view. And they decided they wanted to save that match. And then they had to fit Shawn Michaels into the pay-per-view somehow. And I hadn't been named the fourth or fifth member, whatever it was yet. And they went with Shawn. And pretty much my angle died at that point, and that was when uh, Vince decided the the human tripod gimmick would be funny, and off I went on that angle. Yeah, I, I, are we going to continue with this retro Raw and SmackDown to get to that point, Lance? I, I don't know how long you're going to be going with. I can't imagine you're going to get all the way into 2004, but who knows? Well, I mean, the reality is, once
3: we finish this uh, invasion deal on the Brian and Vinny show, I mean we got to review something. We've done the Saturday night's main events. I mean, I guess we could go like the complete other direction and review primetime wrestling or go back to what was actually my favorite retro thing besides 1997 WWF, and that's those old superstars shows, which they've added more of. I thing, love superstars.
5: The first thing I went back and watched when the the net well when I got the network was the old uh, WCW Clash of Champions. Those were yeah. I we go favorite. through all of those. Yeah, I did the clashes and then I did Saturday Night's Main Events because those were the two big shows for both companies that I was a big fan of uh, in my high school years.
3: Well, we have more Saturday Night's Main Event coming up this Sunday. Actually, I don't know why we always review Saturday Night's Main Event on Sunday. It's just what we do.
5: Well, weren't they technically the Saturday Night Main event was on like midnight or just a after bit after? Midnight, so.
3: yeah. All right, stick around, everybody. Back in a moment with more Observer Live.
0: It's time to play Vomit
4: or No Vomit, brought to you by Nauzine. It's 2 a.m. on New Year's, and the combo of greasy sliders and weak-old eggnog has your stomach feeling like it's ready to uncork like cheap champagne. For your first resolution, do you A,
0: vomit, B, drink the pink stuff, C, take fast-acting Nauzine. Take Nauzine. Correct. Nauzine's four-minute formula quickly relieves stomach discomfort from overindulging. Get fast-acting Nauzine now. Available in stores everywhere. Use only as directed. Calling all motorheads. It's time to rise up and pay homage to the Freak Nation. Or just flip your fat radio on to Speed Freaks. Every Sunday night at 7 Pacific on the Sports Byline USA Network. Join me, Kenny Sargent, with Statman and Crash Gladys for a freak of a good time as we drop in on the biggest names in motorsports. From IndyCar to NASCAR, the Drags to Supercross, and a big-time rock and roll band from time to time. That's Speed Freaks, Sunday nights at 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern, on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.
2: we are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. We are joined. What is going on here, buddy?
5: What? <laughs> I'm in the dark. My lights well, went yeah, out.
3: Yeah, yeah. Now you're in, now you're in a you're the cave. The lights went out in the cave. That's all right. There I'll we go. take that. I'm glad you wore a black shirt, so you just look like a floating head. Black shirt and a black hat. Yes. That's weird looking. Yeah, we got one person here from uh, Massachusetts. They, they've called like six times, but they hang up after like six seconds. So, what's going on, buddy? Let's try it again. All right. So, anyway, if you would like to give us a call here today, we have phone lines open. You can ask non-idiot questions for Lance, if you'd like to, or myself, or just whatever's on your mind. That is 844-913-2727. Text messages, 425-780-7566. During the break, I got Twitch back up again, hanging out with all the homies in there. That was a nice time. I missed those guys, most of them. Not this gambler guy. (laughs) You know what bothered me the most about it? It's not even funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to do a, a bit, at least it has to be funny. So I just had one gambler a question too many. GCW announced a 24-hour digital telethon event that will take place in late January. Joey Janela came out during tonight's Good Riddance pre-show event. Announced promotion will be holding a 24-hour telethon called Fight Forever. Show's show is going to stream live for free starting January 29th at 8 Eastern. will run through January 30th at 8 Eastern. A closed set event. GCW will partner with individual talent book curated, curated programming blocks over the course of the telethon. Matches and participating wrestlers will be announced over the next few weeks. So there you go. 24 straight hours. 100% of donations will be given to the performers. Seed funding has been donated by Orange Crush, the Journal of Art and Wrestling. If you go to the front page... There's links for all of this, so head up there and and check it out. All right, lots of people on the line, so let's go in order. I believe Martin is on the air. What's going on?
1: Hi there. I've got a question for Lance. Uh, it's about the end of ECW, basically. I know that his partner, uh, Justin Credible, was like pushed to the world title picture, and he was kind of left in the dark. Was Paul ever uh, keen about pushing him towards the top of the card, too?
5: Well, I, I think that whole thing was happening... Because I was looking to leave, I had a verbal contract with Paul. We hadn't actually worked out the paperwork to get it signed yet, but we're working under a verbal agreement. And part of that agreement was I had a three strikes, you're out clause. Uh, and I had three checks that bounced and that he had made good on late, but were still late that counted as a strike. So when that third one happened, I gave my verbal notice that, I'm terminating my contract. I told him I wasn't leaving, but I'm terminating the contract and I'm looking at my options. And at that point in time, he did the angle where Justin threw the tag team titles down. Uh, I think he, you know, basically, um, what's the word? Relinquished both titles and made the challenge for the world title. So the whole point of Justin and I splitting and him getting the title was a preparation for the likelihood that I was leaving had i not been leaving then maybe the plans would have been different and probably had i actually you know told him that i'll stay if i get the title i probably could have gotten that but at that point in time i was looking for financial security and i reached out to wcw and got a deal there so we did the the quick pay-per-view match with justin where uh, he beat me and i went on my way
3: all righty, let's go to New York City. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey guys, happy New Year to both both of you guys. Thank you. You too.
0: Yep, yep. And yep. yep. I'll take a quick for Lance, and that, that is, you know, what was your what was your experiences working, you know, working with you know the Queen of Extreme, Francine, back in the ECW
1: days.
5: I always got along with Francine. Um, she was technically my first ever manager slash valet. Uh, she was in, uh, Chris Candido and I's corner for our, uh, my first tag team title run in ECW when it was Chris and I. So I worked with Francine way back in the triple threat prospect days. I always got along with her. Uh, her and Don Marie didn't always see eye to eye, but I personally never had any issues with Francine. I enjoyed working with her. And, uh, yeah, I still keep in touch with her a little bit on Twitter, but, um, yeah, no, I had no problems working with Francine. And uh yeah, she uh she like everyone there took her licks, boy. I she I've seen her take the um the total elimination, I've seen her take uh uh kendo stick shots and everything else and never complained about it, so she uh probably earned the name Queen of Extreme.
3: Oh, we had somebody from Palm Beach, but they just dropped, so sorry, buddy. They decided to go to the beach instead. I'd forgotten how difficult these folks were. I thought we were over that, but apparently not. All right. This person here says, oh, God. Maybe you like to answer these questions, but people, whenever people ask me, what's the best blank, blank, blank? Mm -hmm. What's the worst blank, blank, blank? It's like, come on. I've been doing this for a long time. But he wants to know, what is the worst booking decision you have been witness to during your days working for WWE?
5: Boy, I prob- probably because I was there for the second Austin heel turn, um, just because w- we're watching the the retro Raws and Smackdowns from the invasion, and we just saw the, uh, the Steve Austin turn uh, of the uh, post-invasion second turn of Austin. That certainly seemed to be a, a disastrous uh, thing. I, I, as far as involving me, I certainly was not a big fan of how the boring angle turned out, and even worse, the uh, as we mentioned before, the human tripod gimmick worked out. I, I thought that was silly and pointless, but uh, it happened anyway.
3: First says, "I'd like to see you and Vinny Review classic WWE-ECW from 2006 to 2010. I used to think 2007 was the worst WWE year ever, but now it seems like the good old days. Well,'d be, it. be worth it just to see the zombie again.: You know, I would I would at some point. I'm not ready right now. But I would like to go back and look at some of the of the years in the mid 2000s that people actually thought were terrible, and I mean, were they actually terrible? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if it's really they may terrible hold up now. Up really well. Yeah, do they actually hold up, or are they are they terrible? Because the funny thing is, everybody remembers like the end of the Attitude Era, 2000, 2001. WWE is being awesome, but like there was a lot of stuff that really wasn't awesome looking back, and that's comparing it to today. So, I'd have to go back and take a look. It's not really fair in some ways. I think a
5: lot of people have really rose-colored glasses to the, you know, 98 up to 2001. So, I think when you watch that and then you compared that to the 2005, I think a lot of people think, oh, the 2005 era sucked, but... I know there's a lot of people, again, when I ran the school, there's a lot of people that became fans in that 2005 era, I guess the John Cena influx, that really liked it. So I'd be curious if it holds up.
3: Yeah, we got people here saying, just continue after the uh, that Survivor Series show. Maybe we will. I mean, whatever you want to say about that period. I mean, we have the debut of Cena coming up. We have the debut of Lesnar coming up. I mean, we have the rise of Eddie Guerrero. There's a lot of stuff coming that was... we
5: got the Un-Americans coming up. Oh, the
3: Un-Americans.
5: Holy smokes.
3: Had them. <laughs> hey, let's talk about how you won that intercontinental title, Lance, in a one-minute match. is like 85... There were so many people that ran in, I couldn't even keep track, and I was taking notes. And then a giant brawl. And, like, what happened in the brawl where they drag you to
5: the back like you're on death's door? You had a one-minute match. Well, yeah, but I got beat up for 58 seconds of that match, and then I, I hit a guess. super kick. And when I rolled out of the ring after winning, JBL jumped me.
3: Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, I got was, beat
5: up in the brawl. There was such a
3: wild brawl that I, I couldn't... Was JBL... uh How can I ask this question on the air, on national radio? How did he treat you? Because you were an outsider,
5: and he was a bully. Did he of ever all, take advantage of you? Of all of the... um guys of the invasion, like, no, JBL was totally cool with me, but I worked with JBL in CWA Catch in 95. I see. So I knew him, and we were friends, and obviously, too, because of the invasion. It's like, I was the guy that had the least heat out of anybody, because I wasn't one of the green power plant guys, and I wasn't Buff Bagwell. So the fact that I knew JBL, I knew Jericho, Edge, Christian, the Dudleys, I really slid under the radar, and I had no problems working with John at all. This actually is a a
3: great question, Lance, from our uh, Twitch homie here, D. Brewer. If you were starting wrestling training today, would WWE be
5: your goal? Hmm. I don't know. Like, uh, it would... I would think probably just in that if I was starting training today, I would have probably had to have been a fan over the last decade which would have been predominantly WWE viewing because you would have to really stripe the match hot to be, oh, I'm an AEW fan because it's been on television for a year and now I'm starting training. So I think looking at it um, stricter. Now, again, if it was just the me starting wrestling training, look at the current landscape, what would my goal be? I don't know. I, I I don't think I can give a fair answer because I've got the 30 years of history in my head already. I know when I broke in, WWE was not my goal. WCW was always my goal because I was an NWA WCW fan. So from the day I started training, WCW was my goal. And I've, I may have told this story once, but when I was looking into a wrestling school, my stepdad had called. He actually got through to Jack Tunney at the WWE offices in Toronto. Oh my God! To ask how people got into wrestling, and Jack Tunney had told him, "Oh, we get all our our pros from the amateur ranks." So when my stepdad told me that, I'm like, "Oh, he lied to you. That's not where they get their talent." So my stepdad called him back to call him on his lie, and when he was talking to him the second time, Jack Tunney got fed up, I guess, and said, "You know, to be perfectly honest, sir, I just just assumed not bother with you and hung up on him." Ah. So at that point, in the back of my mind, my ultimate goal was to succeed enough in wrestling that the day would come where I could pick WCW or WWE and I could tell WWE, to be perfectly honest, i just as soon not bother with you and sign with WCW. Wow. That was in the back of my head. Now, Jack Tunney, I think one year later, got fired and was no longer with WWE. And, again, I ended up in WCW, and had they not shut down, there's a good chance I would have finished my career there and never been in WWE. Let's go to Palm Beach. Back on the line. What's going on, Palm Beach?
3: Hey, uh, sorry, I had to take care of something. This isn't necessarily a question. I just wanted to mention something. So, you know, with the whole Brody Lee situation, the one thing that's really come out is, you know, how much the wrestling community is really, you know, there's an outpouring with him, but I think the one thing that really needs to be stressed is just how the people on this roster and how the company is taking care of the family and especially with Brody Lee Jr. And not necessarily things that are publicized. Um, like for example, there's the thing with Kenny Omega and then I just saw a video on Twitter that kind of uh, prompted me to call where he's like in some hotel room and he's going wild on the acclaimed and Ricky Starks. And yes. it really needs It can't be said enough, just, how much the wrestlers and the company have really, you know, made this kid's life as as good as possible
1: given the situation. That's all I wanted to say.
3: Well, I want to thank you very much for the call, and I mean, obviously, you know, there's great people in every promotion on the planet, not just AEW. There's tons of great people in WWE,
5: and I. I but I think also too, and again, not to you know belittle at all, everything that's been done for Brody Lee, I think that's fantastic, but. You know, it's not brand new. You know, Les Thatcher ran those Pillman Memorial shows for years. Sure. You know, to honor Pillman and to help that family out. So I don't think the outpouring and the good deeds are, you know, brand new. Now granted, I'm so glad that they did so much for Brody Lee, but it's not the first time ever. Back in
3: a moment, Observer Live.
1: That's 877-360-0402.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. In the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling
3: Observer Alive. Uh, Mike Simpervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Hey, we already ran through this show today in the blink of an eye.
2: Lickety-split.
3: But guess what? Later on today, myself and Lance, only for subscribers of WrestlingObserver.com. We've got our weekly Friday show. We'll be talking about all of the news. I deliberately didn't talk about any news here because I want Lance to be able to talk about something this afternoon. So <laughs> if you want his thoughts on everything, that'll be... It's coming afternoon, WrestlingObserver.com. And Lance, I would like to give you an opportunity to tell everybody about your your training, your SWA Virtual. This should be open to fans as well. Like, if you want to know how to be a better fan, SWA Virtual is also for you.
5: I'm not opposed to that. If, uh, <laughs> if fans wanted to do it, I would not be opposed. Um, training at gmail.com. You can send all inquiries there. Uh, even fan inquiries, I'll, I'll debate it. But, yeah, um, you can send inquiries there. I do match feedback, match breakdown, uh, psychology discussion, you name it. I um, actually had uh, one uh, one lady uh, purchased it for her boyfriend for Christmas. So I'll be hearing back from him. She did one ahead of time, and I've uh had a bit of interest. So, yeah, SWAVirtualTraining at gmail.com for inquiries, uh, one-on-one Zoom training with uh, yours truly. And you can also follow me at Landstorm on Twitter.
3: Hey, did I call you Sempervivi a minute ago? You did. You know what's funny is old habits die hard, and every single year it takes me like two months to stop writing the previous year when I do the file name for the show, except this year. I am so happy to never write 20 at the end of a file (laughs) name ever again. We're out of here, everybody. Thanks for listening. Twitch homies, Mike, Lance, everybody in the studio, we'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live. (laughs)